I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. Supporting Scotland all the way. They got off to a good start, we didn't, so we need to remedy that on Friday. There's still six points to play for. The lads are going to have to perform incredibly well. They're up against a good England side. Listen, I think it's going to be close. We can do this. This is the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Davy Martindale. Sometimes you have to take a negative result and then you have to bounce back and hopefully we come back stronger. Go Scotland! All right, we've had a couple of days being down. We're back. We're up for it for Friday. Wembley Stadium, 22,500. Scotland will be there. And can we begin to turn it round? Barry Ferguson was with us on Monday... And David Martindale joins us in the studio for the first time. Barry, it's great to see one of your fellow managers because you two will come up against each other soon. Alloa against Livy in the league in the Premier Cup. Yep, no, great to have Davey. And he was brilliant on the phone a couple of months back um, when Livingston were working through that brilliant period of results. Um, but he's just trying to get my new signings, get my formation because we played him in a, a, a few weeks. No, yep. but great, great to have Davey in, in the studio. David, welcome to Go Radio. Thanks for coming in tonight. Oh, thanks very much. Really delighted to be here. Isn't it brilliant time of year, though? The feast of football, you know, getting to know Barry. and It's on everywhere, isn't it? It's on the radio, it's on the TV, it's in the papers. OK, we're disappointed the other night. We're now looking forward to Wembley. What were your impressions on Monday afternoon, 2-0 at the Czech Republic? Obviously disappointed at the result, but I thought the performance wasn't as bad as it was made out to be. But generally, I'm just delighted to be talking about Scotland in a... European Championship I think it's absolutely fantastic and I could watch it as a fan and I'm really excited as a fan for Friday Barry that's what you were saying as well we're up for Friday but also you've reflected on Monday afternoon Yeah, I thought there was a big overreaction if I'm being honest with you I went back and watched the game again and we did create a lot of chances a number of chances we could have scored a couple of goals look we've just became used to them playing at a real high level some of them dip below that, but listen, I'm still confident enough um, that we can go to Wembley and get at least a point because listening to the English media, they think it's just a case of England turning up and winning the game. Um, but this is when Scotland come to the fore, when, when their backs are against the wall. Nobody expects them to get a result. Hopefully come Friday at quarter to ten, um, we're all celebrating. We'll be on, of course, from the Radisson Red and the build-up on Friday night, uh, we'll tell you more about that during the programme. The great news today is that Kieran Tierney trained with his teammates today down in the north of England. So that's good news, isn't it, that Kieran Tierney? Because that was a that's a dramatic moment, David, when we, we saw the team and we heard that he wasn't in. Other headlines today, we've got the Champions League qualifier for Celtic. They're up against uh, the Danes. FC Michelin. And of course, in the headlines this morning, they were saying that Eric Sviachenko could be coming back to Celtic. So we'll talk about that this evening as well. And of course, Barry, as happens, they're going to meet each other in what, just over a month's time because Celtic are back at training tomorrow. Yeah, they, they, they start back, obviously, pre-season tomorrow. The, the new manager, obviously, um, can't get on the training pitch for him, which is no ideal. I'm sure the Celtic players would want to meet him straight away. 
But listen, Celtic now have, have sorted their situation out. They've got a new manager in and it's just about getting prepared for that big Champions League qualifier. Top six manager is with us, David Martindale. David, training's back for you. And what's happening in the next few days? Are you going abroad? Yeah, hopefully we're going to get away on Tuesday. We're just meeting all the GRG uh, protocols. Uh, all that's in place. So the boys were back in yesterday and they put a good session in. Gave them today off and then we'll be back in Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Off Sunday, back in Monday, and we should be travelling on Tuesday. Seems a really quick, close season for the players. Is that four weeks? Have they had four, four weeks? weeks yeah, yeah, four weeks. I suppose most people at work would say four weeks off would be amazing. Somehow, I used to think it was you know like eight weeks or something for the players, but it was it longer earlier, Barry, a few years ago. Was it much no, more the, than the that? The max, no. max, my I got off was four weeks, mm. um, and you take two weeks rest probably then. Dave will, will tell you like you, you have a build up a couple of weeks yourself you'll go and do a few runs so you've got a good base fitness uh, for coming in for the first day of pre-season How's your assistant manager player assistant manager our own uh, Marvin Bartley who joins us on Friday night How's he? Is he in good shape? I hope he's a better assistant manager than what he was a player <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only kidding yeah. He's been brilliant Marvin will be brilliant for me uh, He's uh, absolutely top class He's a great coach and a great guy Isn't he? Yeah we really enjoy uh, his contributions So he'll be on with Paul Lambert Friday night Mark Guidi I'll be down at Wembley did I mention that to you Barry that I'm going to Wembley just three or four times Joe Henry from News is going to be there as well with the Tartan Army three and a half thousand of them there's going to be more than that in London aren't there there's going to be I don't know 20, 30,000 of course stay away if you can let's uh, speak to someone from the Tartan Army who's on Derek is on the line Derek a Rangers fan good evening Derek well I'm anything but a Tartan Army fan I don't like Scotland Oh, Derek. Oh, you did. Supporting England. All right. Oh, well, Derek, we'll start that bit again for the podcast. So, Derek, who doesn't <laughs> like Scotland, but we debated that. We couldn't believe it that you, it's not your first choice for a nation. But we, we talked about it. Have you changed your mind? I don't suppose you will have. No, that's what I was born in to say. You think if Scotland gets heavy beat to England and loses uh, to Croatia, you think Steve Clark might consider his position? Well, obviously you think he should, but you've—I mean—he's the guy that's taken us there for the first time in 23 years. Barry, what would you say to Derek? I thought, I yep. thought Paul, oh. his team selection on Monday was very wrong. As much as I'm not a Scotland fan, I think she Adams should have been playing. I think Nathan Patterson should have got a game. I don't think Christie should have been anywhere near the team. He should have very poor season with Celtic. Mm. Well, there's a few things in there, and I think people were surprised by the the lineup. Um, I mean, the Stevie Clark going, which I wouldn't entertain that just now. You're entitled to that opinion, of course. You had Derek. He just took us to a major tournament for know, the first time in 23 yeah. years. Yeah. Look, look, he'll be as disappointed as as anybody um, with the yeah. result in in Monday. But I still believe, and I'm sure David will agree with me. I, I believe we've got the right man um, at the mm. in the job in, in Stevie Clark. Um, Look, we were all surprised. We, we probably thought Shea Adams would have played up front with Lyndon Dykes. But listen, the manager works for him day in, day out. He would have analysed Czech Republic, maybe going a, a different formation. But to be fair, he made the change at half-time because it wasn't working. And I thought Shea Adams, um, when he came on, had a, a real good game in the second half. Davey, you know Lyndon Dykes so well. Shea Adams alongside him would have helped him, wouldn't it? I think it would have helped him, but you've got a Stevie's watching these boys in training every day and he sees their own form. So he obviously had a game plan and never quite worked out to how he thought it was going to work out, but he made the change early doors. And I think we came away from it. We were really, really unlucky to come away with a 2 0 defeat, if I'm honest. I was quite happy with how we performed. Were you surprised by the lineup that he didn't go with two up front? 
No, because I've got a lot of trust in Steve Clark, yeah. so mm. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he should have done that. And we're all, we're all very good managers with a wee bit of hindsight, aren't we? Yeah. Mm. Do you find that? I mean, everyone's a yeah. manager, aren't can, they? Can I, yeah. can I ask Davey a question away from Scotland, Paul? On you go, Derek. Uh, see if they had they put a vote and they do away with the plastic pitches, Davey. Yes. Uh, would that affect your budget quite badly for the new season? No, but and I can I say, first and foremost, yeah. you've been a breath of fresh air in the Scottish League. Oh, uh, thanks. I, I like the way you think play football. Uh, and I would like to wish you. Uh, not in the first game of the season but after that the best of <laughs> first game of course Rangers against Livy what about that's a good question what about the plastic pitch it probably wouldn't affect the budget but I'd need, I'd need to go and try and find training facilities yeah. yeah so for us we can train and play at the park and all the facilities are at park we can get our showers we've got changing rooms we've got our kit store we've got our lunch we've got our breakfast so trying to find that out with, out with the club would be very difficult mm. overall has it been an advantage for the club do you think to have the artificial surface. Yeah, I would think but, it's been an advantage when you're at home, but everybody forgets about you're playing, you're playing 19, 20 sure. games away from your home, so they, they never talk about the disadvantage. Yeah. Barry? Yeah, I was going to ask Davey, see if you're going away to playing grass, do you still train in AstroTurf or a couple of days leading up to the game on the Saturday, no. say you're playing at Ibrox, just continue no. to play in AstroTurf? Continue to play in the AstroTurf. Mm-hmm. And Barry, we've got the, you, you've seen Aloha's surface, mm-hmm. obviously, we've got the exact same surface as Aloha. And I think they're quite, it's a good surface. I've never had a player come to me and say, I'm not signing because it's as mm-hmm. tough. And I've never player, had a player that's signed and came, oh, I don't like that. But all the boys really enjoy the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's important, like, see, in terms of Alaba, last night, your young kids were on it, training the community, and then the 20s use it as well. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's it's vital for some clubs as well to, to use it for the community and obviously for the, the younger boys. Have you been on? Have you tested it yourself? Yeah, we were on last night. Yeah. But, well, I, I you wasn't, personally? I wasn't yeah. testing. The, I was testing the, the players last yeah. night in terms of they had a, a fitness testing. Um, and their surface, I've got to be honest with you, is as good as any. Um, I'm happy with it. And the most important thing is Davis says, I've signed six players and, and not one of them has came to me and says they don't want to sign because of the surface. Mm. I'm desperately trying to bring this back now to Scotland. Derek, you've thrown that wobble. I didn't quite realise it was you, but uh, listen, everyone's got an opinion. We respect it. Uh, you'll be looking forward to the new season. Uh, it's quiet at the moment, but the fixture's out yesterday and Rangers against Davies Livingston on the opening day. Looking forward to it? Yes, I can't wait to the, the proper football start, Paul. Uh, I'll be listening to you on Friday night. I'll be doing my Chinese delivery, so I'll be listening to you on Friday night. Okay. Derek calling in there, 0808 17 17 700. Uh, but most people supporting Scotland against England uh, this weekend. And uh, we're going to hear from John McGinn. He's speaking, first of all, about the dropping the points against the Czech Republic. It was a false start in terms of result. Um, the important thing from Monday was to try and get at least a point uh, to set us off in the, the right way in the group. But uh, that would have been the easy way. Um, but it never seems to happen with Scotland. Um, if we happened to do it the easy way it would have been a 1-0 victory in, in Serbia and everyone would have been in their bed before midnight but we decided to let Serbia get a goal and, and do it the tricky way so hopefully we can follow the same path and do it the Scottish way or, or the hard way if you like There's something in that isn't there we, we often take the, the rocky road rather than the easy route That, that, that is Scotland yeah. um, for the end. and listen don't be surprised if we go down to Wembley and, and take something away for the game I, I'm sure the players will be hurting um, with the, the result as I says the performance wasn't as bad Paul as, as people made out um, as I says we created a number of chances to score a goal 
I'm sure training the next couple of games and the lead up to the the game in, in Friday it'll be um, I'll be good it'll be a decent standard and I'm looking forward to it I'm interesting to see if he makes some changes but as I said the 26 man squad I don't know if Davey agrees with me I look at it and it's a very very strong 26 man squad yeah. any of the players for me could play in the starting 11 no, I think it's a extremely strong squad and you look at it there's a lot of there's a lot of depth there in the areas but you're looking at that squad and that's going to be an exciting squad over the next year eight years mm-hmm. there's a very good group, yep. uh, bunch of boys there that are mm-hmm. playing top level football 60-40 is how it's been put today. Kieran Tierney, apparently they're saying down at the camp, 60-40, that he will make it. We don't know, Barry. What's your... I, I hope it... Yeah. Look, you know my thoughts on Kieran Tierney. I, I, I just think he's a, a top-level um, player, mm-hmm. honestly. Do I thought he was very good at Celtic. He's been down to Arsenal in the last couple of years. He, he's just went up a, a notch or two. Arsenal's best player for me. He's Scotland's standout player. And it's not just how good he is on the ball, it's having the presence of Kieran Tierney on the starting eleven, which is really important. He's a throwback, he's a old school, he's he, look, not just a good footballer, he's aggressive, he, he, he's a born winner. And hopefully he comes through the next couple of sessions because Scotland, um, with Kieran Tierney on the starting eleven, Scotland are a far stronger team. Davey, you've seen him many times bombing forward at Armand Vela. Is it Tony Macaroni? Is it still Tony Macaroni <laughs> yeah, at the, sta- the stadium? That. I thought that was a shame when you were getting stick for eating up in Aberdeen. Hey, players have got to eat. I think it's crazy. See some of the stuff just now, people going, oh, and, oh yeah, they, they stopped to eat. What? Players stopped to eat after a three-hour journey. Anyway, the world's gone mad. What about Kieran Tierney when you saw him there? What did you think of him? Top, top player. But if you're saying today he's a 60-40 for Friday, mm-hmm. I think he's definitely playing. Right. <laughs> if he's a 60-40 yeah. today, he's definitely a 90-10 on Friday. Let's be honest, Barry. He's going to play if he can, isn't he? I, look, I hope so. I mean, even at a 60%, at a 60% fit Kieran Tierney, you've got to have him in, in the team. Um, it'll give all the players around about the, the squad a lift as well because he's a, he's a big character. He's not just a top player. He's... He's got that presence, as I says, and he's got the, the, the character. He's a, he's a proper leader. Mm-hmm. Barry is with Davy Martindale tonight, Paul Cooney as well, and taking loads of your calls, loads of people coming on under the socials, and we're on 0808 17 17 700. Shall we look at the lineup for Friday? What do you think it will be? Will David Marshall stay in goals? I think people seem to think you wouldn't make the change. Davy Martindale, would you? But in Craig Gordon? <laughs> I'd put a lot of faith in the boys that got us there. I think yeah. you could see that from me starting lineup. And I think, um, has David done anything not to be in the team? I think he came up with a couple of important saves. Mm-hmm. And the second goal, let's be honest, it's a wonder strike. Mm-hmm. Is he a little bit high? Yeah, he probably is. Yeah. But it's a wonder strike. Mm-hmm. So, knowing Steve and knowing his players and how he trusts his players, I, I can see him sticking with David. But if Craig was to get an odd, I don't think it weakened us mm-hmm. anywhere across that. Barry said roughly the same before the... the, the team was picked on Monday but he would have gone with Craig Gordon would you make a change now? No, I, as I said see two of them I, yep. I, I think I know Mars I know both of them yep. I played in the Scotland squads with both of them Mars is a very good keeper Craig Gordon's a top class goalkeeper but see to be honest with you see if Mars is in on Friday I'm more than happy with that more than happy Barry is the last uh, player that part of the team to win at Wembley Scottish team isn't it? 99, 22 years ago when we beat them 1-0. We'd lost at Hamden. And I was talking to you beforehand, Barry, what's it like for Scotland? Because everyone was deflated after Monday. I know we've looked back, but the scoreline shows 2-0 against us at home. And that should have been the easiest tie for us. And you think, well, there's no chance. Well, people thought at first, but that's not what we're saying now. What would you say? What was the psychology for you after losing at home? The the beauty of that was a playoff game against England. 
beauty of tournament football, three, four days down the line, you'll get another game. And that's, as a player, as a manager, as a coaching staff, that's what you want. The, the boys will be disappointed because they've got high standards. And there's no better game <laughs> than Friday against England. Um, so as I says to you, they'll be disappointed, but come Tuesday, they, they have to dust themselves down quickly, get back out in the training field and get focused on trying to get something um, from England. And how were you after the game and your own performance? I was angry. I, I wasn't good. I, I couldn't get a grip of the game, if I'm being honest with you. It was a kind of... There wasn't much in it, if I'm being honest with you. England never dominated us. We weren't great. And there was a lot of disappointment, but there was big characters in that dressing room. And as I said, we had two days training where it was at... Um, the, the tempo was through the roof. And we had to go and prove a point down at Wembley. They had some top players, Tony Adams, Beckham, Scholes, Ince, Alan Shearer, Sheringham. Um, but we went down there and, and to be fair, we battered them. We did. We just couldn't get that second goal to take it into extra time. If you remember, Christian Daly had that header with Seaman. Um, but the first game, we never d done ourselves justice. The second game, we did. We just didn't have enough to get that extra goal to take it into extra time. David, that's what we're looking for on Friday, isn't it? I think um, I think the boys will turn up. They're definitely mm -hmm. going to turn up. But I think you're playing against top, top class yeah. opposition. So we've got to cut Scotland a wee bit of slack. Me as a fan, I'm delighted that we're sitting here talking about Scotland being a European championship. I'm absolutely excited and looking forward to Friday. And for me, that's the bonus. And the boys will go out and they'll give it their best. And we've got some top, top players ourselves. But... We're up against a top-class opposition. so We certainly are. We'll talk about the English uh, team as it might be uh, as the day goes on. We're watching Turkey and Wales just now. Barry, any updates so far? 19 minutes gone? No, there's uh, nothing. No, uh, no. Wales had a, yep. a header three or four minutes ago, um, but nothing, um, as you just seen the fans there, they're a bit nervous. Wales need to get something. Yep. Um, they had a draw the, the, the last game. Turkey were disappointing, if mm. I'm being honest with you, mm. against Italy, but Italy, Italy for me were... Or top class in the second half. You fancy Wales today against Turkey? Yep, the big Should players, do. Gareth yep. Bale, Ramsey, that's the guys who, who make things tick. Davy Martindale? I think they can get something from it. We've got Gareth Bale, he's a game changer, let's be mm -hmm. honest. There's moments in games he just comes alive, so he could go out there and he's no doubt got in his locker to go and win the game for them. And Russia had a one-goal victory against Finland this afternoon. Glenn Kamara disappointed in that, but they had the win the other day in that, uh, well, it was horrific, but then... Good news the way it turned out, but that was such a difficult game for anyone to play in. That was a hard watch, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I don't know what, what Davy's thoughts when I was sitting watching it and just felt sick. Yeah. Uh, just the, the rest of the night, just um, fair play to the medical staff oh, and, yeah. and the, yeah. the Danish players. That, that was brilliant. And even the Finnish players as well were, were brilliant, but that was a hard watch. It was, wasn't it, for Christian Eriksen? But thankfully, it's great to see him, you know, with the thumbs up and the message that came yesterday from hospital that hopefully he is on the mend. But it was a, it was a horrible moment, Davey, wasn't it? It was a wee bit surreal watching it. You were saying, yep. is this watching you? Is this actually happening in front of me? But as the game wore on, you've seen about the footage, you've seen the players starting to look over the canvas a wee bit more and that. I started getting more mm -hmm. positive about it. Mm -hmm. When they were turned away with their back to it points, you were like, oh my God, but... I think you could see the positivity of his coming round. Thankfully, he is OK. During the programme, I'm going to speak to Alex Woodward, who joined us last week. He's running, Davey, from Hamden to Wembley to raise money for kids in Bridgeton for a community, for a team and for facilities for them. He's absolutely brilliant. So we'll see how he's getting on. That's coming up in the programme. And more from John McGinn just after this.
The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Wednesday, Barry Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. to see you get our name right. <laughs> uh, David, we had, uh, how many guests? We had 10 guests or so, socially distanced. And I got everyone's name right. And then right at the end, I said, thanks to the team as well. And thanks to Barry and thanks to James producing. And thanks to Charlene on the programme as well. Charlene, of course, is Rochelle. I don't know where that came from, but... Must have been a night out a few years back. <laughs> no. <laughs> 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, keeping you on the ball on the way home as the Euros are now well underway. Still, Turkey nil, Wales nil earlier today. Russia, one goal victory against Finland. And this evening, Italy against Switzerland. Good win for France yesterday against Germany. David, did you manage to see it? I know you're back at training, but uh, a, that's a great win for the French, isn't it? I thought they looked really comfortable in the game they were really exciting on the ball and I think they're going to be up there or thereabouts Barry yeah, yeah um, they were my favourites yep. I mean you just need to look through their squad top quality players and, and if, if they're on it they've got to be one of the favourites we're going to be back at the Radisson Red on and you were really impressed weren't you Barry you enjoyed uh, being down Clydeside there Radisson Red ah, it was good yeah. it was good to see the guests as well guys you speak yep. on the phone um, seeing them in person and after the show finished, spent 10, 15 minutes just talking about um, football in general. So it was good to see the guys. It was a good show. Enjoyed it. Well, we're back on Friday night from Glasgow and obviously Wembley as well. Jason's on the line, a Scotland fan. Jason, good evening. Evening, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you feeling after Monday? Um, Scottish. <laughs> yeah. Very Scottish. That means no, we bounce back. Yeah. Um, the, the build up to the game was um, was brilliant. I was got a, got a half day from work and I walked from uh, my office on West George Street in Glasgow down to um, down to Glasgow Green and watched it at the fan zone and there was people playing music at the cars, waving Scotland flags, Scotland flags hanging out the window, and it was very positive. Um, I thought the game itself was um, decent game, nothing nothing too special. I thought there was moments in the game that um, were defining moments. I thought that. Uh, from our perspective, um, London Dykes' chance, although it was a good save by their keeper with his, with his leg stuck out at the last minute and managed to save it, I still feel that from that range should be should be scoring that. Um, hitting the bar, obviously, I think it was it Jack Henry, Henry that hit the yeah. bar. Ah, there, was a, there was a few moments in the game, um, but overall, obviously, dis- disappointed. I thought that was a game that was probably the biggest one in the group. I mean, obviously, the England game on Friday is massive, but... Mm-hmm. Czech Republic at home, first game, a good chance to, uh, if not get the three points, get a, get a point on the board and, and set us up for the next two games. But can't complain. I thought the team went out, gave it their all, but we fell short at the at, at the end of it. So we just need to take it on the chin and go again on Friday. Barry? Uh, that's one thing you can't label against uh, the, the Scottish team. They, they go out there and they, they give it everything. As I say, they'll probably be disappointed yeah. at the levels that they, they played at. But in terms of London Dykes, people need to remember... Three years ago, he was at Queen of South and Davy, and Davy's team took him to Livingston. Mm. How far he's came in a short period of time mm. is unbelievable. Mm. Um, look, you'll be disappointed. You'll look back on that and think, do you know what? I could have scored, but for what? How far he's came in the last um, few years? Um, you've got to give him a bit of breathing space because I think since he's come into the Scott, Scottish team and Steve Clark's brought him in, I think he's done his himself um, justice. I, I think he's been really good. I'll be honest with you. Davey, what's he like? What's he like? Having worked with him, uh, great to have around the dressing room. He looks full of He's a brilliant life. guy. Brilliant guy. Go on really well in the change room with everybody. But I remember Big London sitting in the office and it was in January before we signed him. 
I said, so what number you want next year, big man? He said, I'll give you the number nine. No, 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 no. And because he, he used to play off of Dobie, so mm -hmm. Dobie would play higher up the park. I said, you're a number nine all day long, all day long. And he came in, and I think the first season you seen what he could do. I thought he was brilliant for us, and I think you've seen the tail end, the start at Queen's Park Rangers and the tail end of Queen's Park Rangers. He's actually really fitted himself in well as a number nine. Now he's a modern day number nine, and I think the shot, the target, the shot he's had, he's hit target with his left foot. Yes, he probably could score, but he's hit target on his weaker foot and he struck it well and the keepers had a half-decent save. Mm -hmm. I thought he had a good game overall and I think him and Shea Adams have got a... they cause problems for defenders. I just felt from a wee bit in the first half because I'd said about uh, Christie and Armstrong had to go up and support him. Yeah. He, he was a bit isolated at times, uh, the big man, because, he's, listen, he's great in the air and he, for me, he's got a decent first touch. I just thought he looked a different player when... When she Adams come on in the second half, I like the partnership there too. I think so, we are yeah. strung up a, a good relationship with each other, and I would like to see that happen Friday. Do you think we will? Steve Clark's a man, but sure. I mean, I, I like the both of them. She Adams been a real find, and I think two of them complement each other really well. If you were the manager, would you play the two up front? <laughs> I'm not a manager, but but if I would, I, yeah. I, I, if I was a manager. I would you play would, the both uh, of them together. I like the both yeah. of them together. Real physical yep. presence, but also they're good, good footballers. Interesting that he didn't realise he was a number nine. And you said, no, you're a number nine. No, but I he'd like been that. playing, I think, three years with Queen of the South and mm. Dobie had been the main focal point and Lyndon went, I think Lyndon went and got most of Dobie's assists for him. Mm. So Dobie got a lot of the credit, but I could see in Lyndon what he had. He's actually, a, technically, he's a very, very good mm. footballer, but yep. you don't see that. Mm. And when he came in, I, d I thought I'd need to work a lot on his finishing, but he was actually a top, top finisher. When he came in, that's something you never noticed in the Championship mm -hmm. because he'd all be being further up the park than Lyndon. Mm. So he's got a lot, he's got a lot, and I think he's kicked on massively over the last two years. Jason, looking at the whole team then, if you were Steve Clark, what's your team then? What would you do if we assume we've got... Kieran Tierney, it's 60-40 that he could play. And David Martindale says, if, that is, if that's it, he's playing. Good. <laughs> David says he'll play. And big Grant Hanley, I thought, was outstanding. Uh -huh. Good. Well. So, right. what would you would you go with the back three if it's Tierney, Hanley and McTominay? Back, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, 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 the team that was um, picked on um, just a few days back there for the Czech Republic game, I thought there wasn't too many surprises within it. Um, I'm a Rangers supporter, so I'm not just saying this with a Rangers hat on, but for me, Nathan Patterson, Stephen O'Donnell has done well, but if you're asking me if I'm picking Nathan Patterson mm -hmm. or Stephen O'Donnell, for me, it's Nathan Patterson every day of the week. No disrespect to O'Donnell. Mm -hmm. I think he's done a, a good job uh, for Scotland. Um, but I think on Friday, we've got to go with the best team, and in my opinion, that would be one of the changes that I would make. Um, off the back of that, Billy Gilmore again. Doing it for Chelsea in the Premier League, albeit he's not starting. But I mean, I've seen him play against Liverpool. I've seen him play against Man City, and he's played against the best, and he's handled himself very well. And he's actually he's not looked out of place at all. So I would really like to see Billy Gilmore involved at some stage. Um, che Adams, just as Barry and Davy and yourself were touching on there, I think that they two up front, uh, second half, uh, London Dykes came on a, a bit more of a game in the second half because he had someone to play off of and, and Adams who was physical he was aggressive um, he was making stuff happen he's putting a few good crosses in for, for Dykes to go and attack and stuff like that so that would be the three main ones David Turnbull again David Turnbull somebody that I, I know that we can't play all of them there, there, there's a lot of talent throughout that squad but I just feel like um, we need to probably make a few changes for Friday to, to give England a good game and, and if I'm if I'm honest with myself I've got a sneaky feeling that if we choose the right team 
and we go about the game in the right way from the first whistle. Um, I, I really, really feel like Scotland have got in the locker. They've got the talent throughout the squad to go and cause an upset. But we need to we need to pick the right team first and foremost, and we need to approach the game in the right manner. So you've got the exact same will to win and the ideals as the manager. It's down to well, lots of things during the game. But who will he start with, Barry? What about that? Do you think Nathan Patterson will start? Uh, look, in, in terms of age, it sh- that shouldn't be a factor. I watched mm-hmm. Spain playing um, the other night, and there was an 18 year old mm-hmm. Pedri in, in the middle of the park who was fantastic. Now, I look at both Billy Gilmore, uh, I don't know Davy's opinion on it. I, I've watched him a number of times. I know he's only played 20 or so games, but it looks to me if nothing phases him. Just go, he'll go and get the ball, take it in tight areas. And Nathan Patterson, to be honest with you, he took his opportunity. Grabbed it with, with both yep. hands, and I thought when he came in, when when James Tavernier uh, was injured, I thought he was exceptional, and that's uh, um, going to be a real problem for Stephen Gerrard next season because Nathan Parsons going to be breathing down James Tavernier's neck. Um, so look, it wouldn't bother me about their age. I think both young young boys could uh, go there and handle it because they're under pressure at the clubs they play at mm. anyway. So you would put them in, probably. Yeah, I would put them in from the start for uh, the match on Friday. Davy, what would you do? I know you're the manager of Livy and not Scotland and you've given great respect to Stevie Clark, but he probably will make changes. I think, like, Stevie's he's with these boys, he's been with these boys for two weeks, so I always go back and you put the manager's head on and you say, if they were ready to play or they were better than what's available, Stevie's going to make that decision. So I'm quite happy whatever decision Stevie goes with, if I'm honest. I do think sometimes these boys, like Stephen O'Donnell, he's... he's yeah, if he never had a good game or he was a wee bit below par, I think he's been he's done Scotland very well to get us to the championships. Yeah. And I think there's got to be said, you you know yourself, Barry, there's a lot to be said for being loyal mm-hmm. to players because you get a lot more out of the players as well. Two fantastic young players. Would I like to see them on the park? One hundred percent. I would like to see them on the park. But does that mean I start them? I'm not too sure. If I'm honest, I'm not too sure. We'd want to get more out of the the John McGinn's. McTominay was in the midfield. Then he he went back later on. But these yeah. are, these are terrific players that we didn't see the best of. John McGinn here talking about Friday night. I think you could you could say that. Um, I think I can speak on behalf of all the players that the game can't come quick enough. We are extremely disappointed. The whole occasion on Monday was what we've dreamed about since we were, we were young, even walking out before the game. The atmosphere, the togetherness we felt um, throughout the whole nation. and There was a wee feeling of letting them down because we wanted a positive result, but the breaks didn't go for us after analysing it. It could definitely have went the other way. So the confidence is still there and uh, no matter who the opponent, we're really looking forward to it. And I can only speak for myself here, but I wish the game was tomorrow. He wishes it was tomorrow. Yeah, but that's the answer I fully expected I... from John McGinn. Um, as I said, that they're, they're extremely disappointed because they've got high standards. Um, and McTominay and McGinn, look, they had they had good games. They weren't at their best, but they're two top players. Let's be honest with you, and, and they'll be they'll be itching to get out there on Friday and go and show how good they really are. I think what everybody forgets as well. You're playing the Czech Republic are a very very good football mm. team, yeah. so they've. They've put their philosophy into the game and they've maybe stopped McGinn, they've maybe stopped McDominay. So there's parts of the game that people don't look at. Yeah, they maybe have not played to the levels they've set previously, but that's got a lot to do with who they're playing against and how they were set up. Jason, what do you think? Uh, We'll find out. We won't know till Friday itself, but do you think we can do something against England? 100%. uh, 1 million percent. Like I said to you, if if we approach the game right, 
Um, looking at that Scotland team now, we're we're talented from defence to attack. Um, England are no doubt a good side. Um, I honestly think on the day that it'll boil down to to who wants it more. It'll be a bit of a battle. Um, but um, like I say, if we we approach the game in the right manner from the first whistle, um, I'm I'm very I'm not confident, but I'm very hopeful that we can uh, that we can cause an upset at Wembley on Friday night. And Barry, hopefully a wee bit more adventurous. Well, yeah, we, but, we can't be silly, but I mean in the team selection. Yeah, but look, I've got confidence in this team. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you said that all along. Yeah, look, as I says, there was a lot of expectations on him on Monday. Look, Dave will tell you as a manager, and he's played the game as well, he kind of off days. But the best thing about this is there's a game three, four days later, and they can go and put the wrongs right. And I honestly think they can go down to Wembley and get something. Let's be honest. England have got top, top players. Yep. Um, I mean, I can get through them. Harry Kane, for me, one of the best strikers in the world, if not the best. Maybe the best at the moment. Yeah. Yep. But listen, we can keep them quiet and our, our guys uh, play at the top of their game. We can come away with something, no doubt about it. Davey, it's going to be some game, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, for me, like you're looking at it now and you look at the boys that are in the Scotland squad that play in the top level in England. Mm-hmm. We've got five or six players that play against these players most of the season. We've probably never had that historically. You maybe you had Barry when you were playing, maybe two or three players. Two or three max. So you're now coming up with five, six, possibly seven players that are playing in the Premier League at top level clubs. For me, that's going to breed a bit of confidence with the other boys as well, because John McGinn's up against these players mm-hmm. on on a weekly basis, and he'll be giving them his insight as well. You've got Stuart Armstrong, Shea Adams, Kieran Tierney. It's, it's a fantastic Andy Robertson McTominay yeah. there you go so we have got players as David just mentioned playing at the top, top level, level. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the paper today Barry you're in tomorrow in the record I see that uh, Scott Brown the new columnist so he has said right if Kieran Tierney plays he would play a 3-5-2 Marshall and goals and then McTominay Hanley and Tierney and then Forrest McGregor and Robertson with Armstrong and McGinn just ahead of them and then Dykes and Adams up front. That's bad, what he would go for. Team, yeah. is it? <laughs> and he says yeah. if um, Kieran Tierney doesn't make it, it would be Marshall again, and he would have a back four of Patterson, Hanley, Cooper and Robertson, uh, McTominay, McGregor, McGinn, Forrest, just ahead of them, and then Adams and Dykes. I don't know what David thinks, but I think we're set up yes. as a 3-5-2. That's our best formation. Um, we look a lot more solid that way. I know we lost two goals on Monday, but that that's the way that Stevie Clark's been coaching him and training him. I don't think we will go to a back four. We've we done it against... Um, toyed was it Israel? With it. We toyed with it, didn't we? Yeah, we've we done it in the second half, but I think he'll go with... He'll stick with the, the back three. I'm more comfortable with a back three with this Scotland team. All right, Jason, no Billy Gilmer in there, but uh, Nathan Patterson one of the times. Um, I think surely we will see him at some point. Great call, Jason. Thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show. 0808 17 17 700. David Martindale is in the house. Campbell's been on saying, I love Mr. Martindale. It's great to see Campbell there, who uh, Campbell Great is on. So he's just said how much he's enjoying David being with us uh, in the studio. We're going to get some of the, get some of the, well, we won't talk too much about Alawa against uh, Livingston coming up in the League Cup. It's good to see Barry, though, in the, to bring Kelty Hearts up. Brilliant. Not easy. Uh, and now to up a division again. I think um, I've been down the levels, I've played that level myself and it's fantastic, there's the amount of very good players at that level Barry, like I, I took Scott Pittman when Scott was playing junior football with me 
that was the midfield me and Scott and you know yourself we've been at Kelty and playing against all teams there's some very very good players there yeah they just need that opportunity 100% Davey. Um, and Davey to be fair to him text me before the playoff games and Did text he? me after yeah. it yeah, so, yeah and it's great when other managers do that was it a begging I mean? letter or was it no, was it, <laughs> <laughs> no but work. it gives you a boost as well it's great yeah. to see like fellow managers um, brilliant say their, say their bit about you and it's great he was really chuffed. He came in and told us that he'd been on. Nope. He, he was chuffed the next day. But for me, yep. that's that's what the pyramid system's for. That's uh -huh. what Scottish football's for. It was missing for so many years, and we've now got that opportunity. Kelty Hearts, Edinburgh City. I think it's fantastic for Scottish football. Quick break, and then we're going to tell you of a top former international player. He's played at the old firm. He's played down south, and he has retired today, but he's staying at the club. That's coming up just after the traffic and a quick break. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. David Martindale, the manager of Livingston, has just said, has anyone got any of the voices yet? It's a great prize, David, though, isn't it? A brand new car. From... We'll take it, we'll take it. We'll take it indeed. <laughs> Thanks. You might win it tonight. Or tomorrow morning, just after eight, with Crofty and Grado. You can be with us on Friday evening at the Radisson Red in Glasgow, building up to England against Scotland. Mark Guidi will be there. Former Scotland captain Paul Lambert, a European winner, of course, in the Champions League. And Livingston's own, the assistant manager, Marvin Bartley, he'll be there, bringing all the excitement, all the build-up before the game, and we'll throw in a couple of drinks and some nibbles too. We were there on Monday. All you have to do is text the word Paul to 87474. You must be 18 or over. Lines close at half past six. So there's full terms and conditions can be found now at thisisgo.co.uk. So if you want to join us, you just text the word Paul to 87474. That's it. It's easy as that. You could be going along with the guys on Friday evening. It's a great one, isn't it? Yeah, but Lambo's one of my ex-teammates and, and Big uh, yeah. Marv been in the studio plenty of time. A lot of time for Marv. Really like him. Knows his football inside out and it's it's good to see that he's he's stepped into the... The coaching side of things, um, the mad world of, of coaching, as I call it. And he'll still be playing as well? I'm not yep. so sure. <laughs> okay. I'm not so sure. He's dodged the pre-season, Barry. Oh, right. He's what dodged the runs. He's got his whistle out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the manager, you'll sort him out. You'll decide what the right thing is. Um, we were mentioning there's been a goal just before half-time. Yeah, one of Wales. the players that I'd mentioned, Aaron Ramsey. Yep. Um, him and Gareth Bale are the, the two like standout performers yep. for Wales and... Great goal, great ball through, takes it on the chest and, and places it past the goalkeeper. So, um, good first half for Wales. Hopefully they, they, they can keep it um, going into the second half. Great, Davey. Any time's great to score, but what's it like just before half-time? It makes half-time that wee bit easier, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. But um, it always throws the opposition. So, any time you score a goal, but especially when you score quite late in the half and you're no long till get the boys into the changing room, it, it settles you slightly. But great start there. Half time, 1 0. Aaron Ramsey scoring for it's Wales. And run. they got the draw the other day. Yeah, good run. You can see it there now. Yep. Take us through it, Davey. Great run. Yep. It's like the, he's playing a wee bit deeper, obviously, in the midfield role, but attacking midfield. And he takes that perfectly. But the vision, the run makes the ball, Barry, Oof. doesn't it? Yeah, brilliant. I mean, look, look, look at the ball. As a manager, Davey will tell you, defenders hate midfield runners. Mm. Um, and it's a. Great timing of the run, but what a ball for Gareth Bale as well. So that's the two players that I'd mentioned. They're the, the two ones that can make a difference. You can see why he's in 400 grand a week, can't you, David, yeah, you when you it. see that? I speak about it quite a lot with the boys, but it's, yeah. not the, it's not playing the ball, it's making the run so you can play that ball. So the run makes the ball, and obviously you need the execution for the pass, but phenomenal. Who's going to do that on Friday night? Can we just 
substitute the Welsh names there with uh, Scottish names, Barry, for that, who would supply that ball through for McGinn, either? Uh, yep. um, I'm trying to think. McTominay. Mm-hmm. Um, and McGinn. McGinn, a late runner. I, like, I, I don't know yep. what Davy thinks. I like McGinn getting let off a leash a wee bit further forward. Yeah. I like him breaking, getting he, beyond the, the centre forward. I think he's a different player. He can play holding midfield, no problem, but I prefer him in that kind of attack midfield role. He's a goal threat and he's also, he gets you up the park and he gets you set plays mm-hmm. and free kicks, doesn't he? Yep. He's, he's got a goal in him as well. The other bit of news that I teased just beforehand is that, uh, yeah, Stephen Naismith, after an amazing career, 34 years old, he's hanging up the boots, but he's staying as development manager at Hearts so that's uh, good news for the Hearts fans that he's still going to be involved in the club but not playing anymore yeah listen Nezzy, um another ex-teammate of mine he said a brilliant career um, when when I was at Rangers we signed off with Kilmarnock and I didn't realise how good he was until I trained mm. him every single day um, very quiet off the pitch really kept himself to himself but when he crossed that white line he was just a different animal um, just a winner um, and a fantastic player and, and what a career and it's good to see him make that step into coaching now. And what a career Kilmarnock, Rangers, Everton. Yeah, for me, like you're looking at Nasey and he's not going to be playing against us next year so I'm absolutely delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news <laughs> for yeah, Livy. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a top, top footballer and he's um, upstairs, Barry, technically and tactically he's mm. got a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, very clever. Very clever uh, footballer. Great football brain. Um, and he was a right good teammate as well, as I said. See, when things weren't going for you on well as, as a team, um, he was one of the ones that was prepared to do the dirty side. And that's what I said. A, a lot of players don't like doing the, the dirty side, and he was one that I certainly loved getting stuck in. Rangers, Kilmarnock, Everton and Scotland. So that's the news uh, breaking tonight. Earlier today, we heard about Celtic will be playing FC Michelin of Denmark. Uh, the 20th and the 21st, the first game is in Glasgow and then a week later, they'll be over there in Denmark. And Eric Sviachenko has been mentioned this morning as possibly coming back to Celtic, uh, maybe fancied by Postacoglu. Did you know anything about Postacoglu? I mean, I'd never heard of him until Mark Guidi mentioned him two no, and a half weeks ago. No, I'm yeah. the same, but doing a wee bit of research on him, he certainly knows his stuff and he comes highly recommended by the Australian boys. Yep. And to do well, because you know what we're like, we, we, we're, we're steeped in European football, but to do well in Australia and to take them as he did in, what, 2014 mm. to the World Cup, is uh, it's no mean feat. He has to have something about him. Oh, I think you can see that. I think it was at Jackson Irvine that done the open goal mm-hmm. show at one point. Jackson was giving you a wee bit of insight in his management. So I think he's going to be a top, top manager. I still think there's a wee bit of risk attached to that, but there's a, there's a risk attached to every appointment, to be honest. But... It's it's exciting, it's fresh and we'll see what he brings to Celtic. Craig Moore also knows him having played there um, for quite a time and been part of the, the, the Socceroos and he's got huge praise about Postacoglu. Yeah, well, he's been managing and coaching for 20 odd years mm. uh, so he, he has got the experience um, and always made a good point that he, he watched quite a lot of Scottish football with, with Rogic mm. at, at mm. Celtic and obviously Jackson Irvine. Um, Boyle when he was up in Boyle yep exactly so he knows the game look he'll get a shock when he comes into the west of Scotland the, the pressures and the demands are like it the old firm but um, everybody look he's, he deserves a chance he's, he's as I said that experienced manager and it's a big season for him mm. big season for Stephen Welsh as well he broke into the team I think it was the Rangers game wasn't it, it was his first match played quite a number of games a tough season for him as Celtic were going for the 10 but they came what 25 points behind 
the new Champions Rangers, but he's looking forward to the Champions League qualifier. It's going to be a tough draw, especially in the Champions League. Uh, we know every game is going to be hard, but <clears throat> now that the draw's been made, we're, we're very much looking, uh, looking forward to, to the game. So that's where our players want to be at. That's where the club uh, wants to play at the highest level possible. So I was very excited for the for the two for the two games ahead, and uh, hopefully we do well in them. And what about the new manager? Obviously, I saw the saw his interview. We, just when he joined the club, and it was you know very positive. You know, he likes playing the, he likes bringing through academy players, which is you know perfect for me and all the all the other young boys. So I, all the academy boys, I'm sure they'll be excited to go in and uh, work under him and you know try and prove themselves. We're just all ready to go to get back into pre-season. Uh, you know, work hard under him, play good football under him. You know, all the all the positive stuff that, that comes with it. I'm personally like really looking forward to it now. Davy Martindale, what do you make of uh, Stephen Welsh, the potential? I think he got thrown in a very difficult season, but he equipped himself very well. It was uh, times we were playing him, and I'll be honest, I probably targeted him, but he came out on top and he proved me wrong. So I think he had a very good season, and especially in a season which was a difficult season for Celtic. Was he kind of unflappable? Yeah, he goes about his business. Yeah. He goes about his business, but there's an appetite and there's a desire there, and you can see he wants to play football. Barry, yeah, Davy's bang on. I was just about to say that. What one thing? It's been a difficult time for him to come in, but he showed good character. Um, it shows that that he's um, he's no phased. And and I think every time I, I watch Celtic, he, he, he impressed me. To be honest with you, this, this season's going to be a big one for him. Can he make himself a, a regular? Um, but he's definitely got all the attributes to be a. Celtic player. Mainly about uh, the Euros and about Scotland against England on Friday night. And you could be there if you want to join us. Well, not at the match, but you could be at the Radisson Red. We'll look after you there. You just text Paul to 874-74-NOW. The line's opened until 6.30. So you could be with us uh, at Radisson Red. We'll be at Wembley and we'll be uh, keeping you right up to date with uh, everything on Friday night. And then on Tuesday night, we'll be on in Barry, hopefully with something to play for for the match with Croatia. Yeah, another, it's another tough game. Look, Croatia, for me, I've got one player that I could watch every single day. Look at Modric. I just love the way he plays. Um, they are an ageing team, but they've still got top quality players, uh, Croatia. Um, but listen, forget about Croatia. We'll just concentrate on, on Friday and hopefully take something away for Wembley. Can we ask David Martindale, though, about Luka Modric? Because your, uh-huh. your, your face lit up, David, as soon as we mentioned him. <laughs> I just yeah. love watching I love watching him when he was at Tottenham, but it was a couple of passes he's playing the last game where Modric is switching it over to the right-hand side. They're getting a hold of the ball and putting it back into the middle and it's Modric a game out to the left-hand. <laughs> it's brilliant, it's fantastic. It just makes the game look so easy. Mm-hmm. Here's the manager, Stevie Clark, looking forward to the match with England and saying, despite the result, on Monday, we stay positive. I think the last time we played Czech Republic at Hamden, we probably had about 40% possession. This time we had nearly 60. Dominated the ball, 19 shots at goal. Could be more clinical, only four on target. A lot of blocks for the checks, which tell you they defended well. So lots, lots of things that we can be positive about. And the lineup for Friday? I want to be fair to the 26 players that are in the group, and that's always to try and pick the team that I think can win the game. So that's what we'll do. We'll get them all back on the training pitch tomorrow, and we'll see how they are. We'll look at any knocks and niggles that we've got, and then we'll we'll decide how we go for the next game. Can you believe that's the first hour up already, David Martindale? Will you stay for the second? Yeah, definitely. No switches at half-time. You're going to stay with us. Barry Ferguson as well. Paul Cooney too. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It's Glasgow's own. We're back after this. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. 
You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result, and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps, and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. David Martindale is with us in the house tonight along with Barry Ferguson, so two managers. What a season it was for you, David, as well. Uh, the the cup final, top six, it was some year at Livy. Yeah, it was very decent. Um, looking back on it, um, it's a wee bit frustrating because we got ourselves in the mid-third. Final third was a wee bit disappointing, but you've got to sit back and reflect, and I think it was overall it was a very, very good season. And a real bond. We, you know, we talk about Scotland, you could see it with your players as well, a, a great bunch of guys that you had. Do you have many changes for the new season? That's us. We've had a big turnaround this year, so I think there's about 17 players that have moved on. I've yeah. kept the nucleus of boys that I wanted to keep, to be honest. The only one I probably lost that I didn't want to lose was John Guffrey, but John needed back down the road. So we've kept the nucleus of the squad and brought um, new boys in. And what an opening day for you. How do you feel up against the Champions Rangers? Can't wait, can't wait. That's uh, four years in the Premier League, two years. We're wet to Celtic and they were unveiling the flag and then yep. we're going to Ibrox now. What's the chat with Steven Gerrard then? You know, he came here, superstar player, and he's developing as a top manager. I'll be honest, I think he's been brilliant, but I think you can see what continuity brings to football management. Mm-hmm. And I do believe with Steven being in there for the three years, you can see what he's brought to the team. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Sometimes in modern-day football, managers get enough time to implement their philosophy. Taxi for the manager far too early, and they didn't yeah. do that. I mean, that was no. two seasons, which in Glasgow, you don't normally get the old firm, do you? No, you don't, and I, f- I hope Celtic are the same, if I'm honest. They've mm-hmm. got to give them time, but testament to the Rangers board that they've stuck by Stephen and they had their faith in him, and he's repaid them massively. Barry? Yeah, D- yeah. Davey, spot on. Look, it's so easy in modern-day football. If you have a bad season, that's you out, out the door. Um but you've seen each season there was signs of improvement nah. and then obviously they stuck by him and they did back him last season. Yep. He'd done his... What I liked about him, he'd done all his business early and I, I like to do that as mm. a manager. And me and David were speaking off here. He likes to do the same thing. I think it's important getting them in first day pre-season, getting them to know their surroundings and know their, their, their teammates. But listen, that's what Rangers have, have done the right thing and st- stuck by him and... What he delivered last season was the league title, which they were desperate for. And we'll be with you all the way through the close season and then into the new season. July 31st, so it's next month. It's not that far away, the new season. And we kick off with uh, Rangers against Livingston. And then at night time, 8 o'clock, it's Hearts against Celtic. But listen, more of that in the coming weeks. And then you've also got, Aloha, your first game I see up at, you're at Peterhead, up yeah. against Cy Ferry. Yeah, yeah. long trip for us. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when... Uh, yeah. Um, the the schedule come out but listen you, you've got to go up there at some stage um, and that's the way it's turned out a hard game Peterhead are, are decent I played against Peterhead last year you did my yeah. team in the Betfred Cup, Cup. Um, it was a good game we drew one each way with Peterhead Jim's got some decent players up there so no, that's the games you've got to go and, and try and win if you want to win a league it's all about Scotland playing against England there was a media conference today after training and John McGinn was on duty so what's the news on Kieran Tierney Kieran's one of the best fullbacks slash left centre backs in, in the world at the moment for me uh, Arsenal's best player by a mile this season um, so on Monday it was, a, it was a clear miss I think any nation these days would miss 
Kieran Tierney in our starting lineup. So we'll see how he is towards Friday and, and hopefully he can help us on Friday night. He trained today and he said he was feeling, uh, he said, I'm feeling good. I'm getting there. That's what he said today. And we hear it's 60-40 is what he said to someone in camp. What about uh, John McGinn in his own position and where he will play in the team at Wembley? Oh, I'm, happy, I'm happy to play anywhere. The gaffer knows um, what I can bring both higher up the pitch and, and deeper. I've been playing a lot deeper for Aston Villa. So uh, I'm comfortable with both. I think playing higher up um, gives you know, more opportunities to, to get goals. But I think the other day I had three or four chances which were blocked from a, a slightly different different positions so I was still getting in the box still managing to get chances and on another day I could have had a couple of goals so yeah. happy with, with where everybody plays me and on going to Wembley itself how are you feel? Well, the main message for us is to, is to treat it like another game if we, we play with too much emotion and passion then we might end up going against us we might end up with 10 men in the park so a lot of us have played in, in big games at Wembley and ex have experienced it before so we'll be passing on our sort of experiences of it and we will not be phased not one bit going down there we've all had experience of big games whether that's in Scotland or in England so We'll be ready for Friday and, and hopefully get a better result then. And you, you can join us in the conversation on Friday night. You can be with us at the Radisson Red with uh, Marvin Bartley. We'll be there. Paul Lambert, Mark Guidi will be down at Wembley as well. Joe will be too from News. Just text Paul to 87474 now. And we could be picking you to join the guys watching the huge match at one of the most iconic venues in Glasgow. All you have to do is text Paul to 87474. You have to be 18 or over. Lines close about half past six. Full terms and conditions can be found now on the website. This is go.co.uk. Barry, John McGinn was saying there, KT, probably the best player at Arsenal. Yeah, for me, he's top mm. class. As, as I said, I always really liked him at Celtic. He got his move down to... The Premier League and he stood out like a sore thumb for me. Every time I've watched Arsenal, he's been the best performer. But in terms of John McGinn, he's another one. I liked him at St Martin, got his move to Hibs. He's went down to Aston Villa in the Championship. And again, he's went up a, a few levels and I hear him talk about his position in midfield. He can play holding midfielder, he can play further forward. But for me, he's more effective further forward. I really like him there. Um, spoke about it earlier on the show. He can get goals. He's a strong, powerful runner. He gets in people's faces. So it'll be interesting to see where he starts on Friday. Davy, what do you think of John McGinn and uh, the way he's progressed over the years? I think it's brilliant. I think it's uh, fantastic for Scottish football that boys at like John McGinn are going down to England. They're actually they're getting talked about in the English leagues like they're mm. top, top players themselves. So I love that. But I like to see John a wee bit higher in the opponent's half, to be honest. He, he encourages contact, he takes the ball in well and he'll spin, he'll get his shots off. So I'd like to see him play a wee bit higher. Remarkable, that family, isn't it? That so many of them, Paul and Stephen, and, uh, and the way they support each other. I wonder what it is with John. Obviously, the ability is there. I wonder if it's some of the attitude as well. And, you know, the level he's at now, playing there along with... Jack Grealish, some of the top players at Aston Villa, he's on another level. Yeah, he is. As I said, when when I watch Aston Villa, you watch the, the live games on Sky, When it, either it's the commentators or the, the guys that are talking after the game, he's always a name that gets mentioned. If it wasn't for Jack Grealish, because for me, mm. he's, um, he's in a different uh, planet at times, the, the way he plays. If it wasn't for Jack Grealish, McGinn is the top man at Aston Villa. He says he likes going in underdogs which we will be as we know on Friday I think we'll always be underdogs no matter if we if we won on Monday or not um, we've got a population of 55 million we've got a population of 5 they've got worldwide superstars all throughout their squad so 
we're always going to be underdogs, but um, hopefully it will suit us, and we've got a few superstars in our team as well, so hopefully he can play well and cause them problems. Suits us, doesn't worry us, does it? Oh, I think we perform better when we're underdogs, yeah. I think. We sure do. 0808 17 17 700. You can speak with David Martindale and Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney too, taking your calls as we build up to the match on Friday evening, England against Scotland. Sure, it was a blow on Monday, but you were saying earlier you watched it again and you feel better about the Scotland performance. Do you think nerves got to everyone? You even said, everyone said, fans, pundits, former players, managers... And was it the players too? There was a bit of nerves there, Barry, the 23 years. Yeah, there, there might have been that. That might have, have played a part. And there was a lot of expectations on them. Um, just the simple fact is, if you look at the 26-man squad, there's a, a lot of quality players in that. Um, but listen, the sign of good players for me is when you have a disappointment, i.e. A, a, a disappointing result, it's how you come back for that. And they've got the ideal game. You're playing against the old enemy down at Wembley. And hopefully we can go down there and do ourselves justice. And I do honestly believe that we're, we're going to be underdogs. I'm listening to the English press um, saying it's just a matter of England turning up. Well, listen, if England think like that, then we can hopefully go down there and get something. We've looked at how Scotland might line up. We haven't given the full team, but we said what uh, Scott Brown fancied. And, and Barry, your attitude is, you, you know, we're not going to try and... Uh, decide for the manager what he's going to do. It's up to him. You can. He's hard to read, isn't he, with Stevie Clark? Um, I but, trust him, but yeah. to be honest with you, I think he's a, I think he's a fantastic manager. Um, you just need to look at the clubs that he's he's coached at, the job he done at Kilmarnock, where he's took Scotland the last couple of years. Um, it did surprise quite a lot of people with his team selection, but again, he would have analysed that. Dave will tell you about it. He'd have sat and watched them and and thought that was the right way to go. He obviously. Decided um, during the game it wasn't happening. He made the change at half time. Um, we bring in Chi Adams on, um, and I'm sure he'll, he'll go and study England and, and see what kind of formation or what plot he's going to go against them. We're looking at England now, Davy. What's your is that tea or coffee we got? Coffee. We've just got it in your coffee because often managers are tea, so we always ask and see what it is. The coffee it does. Nah, coffee man. Yeah, you're in the coffee tonight as well, Barry. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it amazing how in football, <laughs> but isn't it? I used keep, to be tea. Yeah. Keeps you awake. <laughs> Keeps you going. What about, what about England then? You mentioned uh, Phil Foden earlier. We've talked about him all season, but um, he has been phenomenal at Man City. I, I think he's, uh, honestly, it's, he's one of these players, you just love watching him play football. I think um, they're going to release Jack Grealish on us. I've just got this feeling Grealish will play and I've got a wee feeling Sancho will play as well. Mm -hmm. And it's a fantastic... <laughs> A fantastic, honestly, fantastic footballers, but the Scotland boys will buzz off that Barry. I think that'll that'll bring take them to another level. To be honest, I mean, there are no bad replacements. That um, I mean, David yeah. just mentioned Jack Grealish again. He he's another player that I could watch all day. Um, he's just uh, again, he's for me a top footballer. Sancho, um, obviously, Borussia yeah. Dortmund. Uh, and you can go on and on that maybe they're, they're Man United squad, yep. yeah they're a squad full of quality um, but listen we've got a real togetherness we've got that spirit and hopefully we go down um, and do ourselves justice I hope we do because you know what well, we deserve it because there's a lot of hard work went over the last couple of years Jack Grealish where do you think he'll end up will he go to Man United or they reckon that he could be I mean I know he's a Villa fan and Villa a huge club yeah. but they're not top six I think it's inevitable he's going to move on whether mm. it's to a top English club or whether it's to a Barcelona Real Madrid who knows but undoubtedly so in the next few years you'll see Jack Grealish move on because he's he's one of the best offensive midfielders in the world
Barry. Yep. Yeah, I can see him playing anywhere. Any of the top teams um, in England, Man United, Man City, Chelsea can go on. He, he could play there easily. He's got, he's got the ability. And also, uh, David just mentioned, Barcelona, Real Madrid, he, he's got the, the capabilities and he's got the confidence. He believes in himself. I like players that have, have got that a wee bit of arrogance. I, I don't mind that in a player. Was there a bit of bite last night from uh, in the match? <laughs> Did Rudiger bite Paul Pogba? Did you see that? I missed yeah. that. We were, uh, yeah. we were training you last were training, night. Yeah. Yep. David, I don't know if you saw that. There was yeah. a. It, it was hard to see in the camera, but they've ruled that um, he's. He didn't do it. That's what they say. They couldn't. They could just seem. They seem to snap at him a wee bit. But difficult to say. We'd have to watch that. And what about Kylian Mbappe last night? It was phenomenal. Was he offside? It was just. It was. It was a I brilliant. I think he was offside twice, but he's that quick. When you look at him, it's unbelievable. How quick is he? It's unbelievable. Like I'm just glad we're not coming up against a Kylian Mbappe. That's yeah. That's tournament. Indeed. When you went to Wembley, Barry, you were against the names of the of those days. You know, ninety nine, two thousand, um, with the Scholes and and Beckham. There isn't a bigger name in football today. We're talking about you know Grealish, uh, and the rest of them. Does that get to you in any way? Do you think the players will have the mentality not to fear England? No, it's um, you can't go in um, in fear of them. You've got to believe in your your own ability. Um, look, as I said, the players that I come up against were top quality players, but you want to pit your wits against these players and see how how you can perform against them. And that'll be exactly the same as as this Scotland squad that John McGinn was saying there. They've, they've got world-class players, but we've got top players as well. We've got really good players, so we should go into that game with... With confidence, listen, be disappointed on Monday, but the best way to put put it right after a, a bad defeat is go and get something at Wembley. David? A hundred percent, you're looking at the Scottish midfielders, the boys that are going to come up against the English, mm. their counterparts, they're all playing in the English Premier League. The majority of the players, mm. the only one maybe is Callum McGregor and Christie, mm. everybody else, McTominay, Gilmore, McGinn, mm. Armstrong, they're all playing in the English Premier League, so they know what they're going to come up against. Do you find this when you're playing Rangers or Celtic? Sometimes your players, is there a similarity? I, 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 yeah, yeah, sometimes. But what, what I feel is after after you've maybe played one of the old firm, mm -hmm. you'd love to play them the next week because mm -hmm. you've just come off the park and you can see a lot of belief in the boys when they take something from the game. Does that make sense? Because I've just come up against them and I've shown what they can do. So I think the Scottish midfielders who are playing the English Premier League will go in their way. They'll, they'll go in there fully confident. And that worked for you this season, isn't it? Or the old season. I don't know if we're now saying it's last season, um, but it did because you played Celtic in quick succession, Aye. as I recall. Barry, as I see Gareth Bale standing over the ball, is that a penalty? We're just seeing the close up. I was listening to. No, I was just. That was David interesting there. to see. Yeah, what, it's what a, penalty. a penalty. Here he comes, Gareth Bale, left footed. Oh, oh my God. He skied it. Oh dear. <laughs> and he really skied it. Not wow. like him. No. He was a bit casual going up to take yeah. that, that penalty kick. What a lot of them do, pause before they actually hit it. I would rather just go up and, and strike it as, as hard as you can. As a manager, what would you say if uh, came close after that? Did he almost score just after? What would you say to a player who goes up and does the that sort of stop and then start again? Fact, here we are, there you are. I Boom. don't think I'd be able to tell you in the radio. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what, yeah. Gareth Bale's the type of player that he's made that mistake, he'll see that as a mistake and he'll go and try and win this mm -hmm. game now. Mm -hmm. He'll come out with something special, in my opinion, that could win them the game. You heard it here first from David Martindale, Livingston manager. Barry That's Ferguson. what top players yep. do, but uh -huh. well, if they go and make a mistake, they go and want to put it right as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Penalties. You just got to put your foot 
you put well, your laces we, through it, wouldn't you? Well, we had it in the first game against Broda. We missed two penalties in the first 10 minutes. Um, and Callum Higginbottom done one of the Penencas. Mm. Yep. And missed it. I was ready to um, go on the pitch and... and <laughs> Give uh, him a penalty. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe it. But yeah. listen, one thing about him is he stepped up. We got a third penalty in the game and he stepped up. And he never done a Penenka. He just rattled it into the, into the back of the net. Barry Ferguson getting penalties. <laughs> 0808 08, 17 17 700 Scotland fans give us your thoughts ahead of Friday night Steve Clark's been speaking about it this is how he thinks his players are reacting to the disappointment of Monday Listen, they're professional footballers they understand the highs and the lows of the game you have to get used to bouncing back for the lows and we'll do that we said before we need to get the points required to get out of the group we've still got a chance to do that I think rather than all the doom and gloom that, that followed the, the result or the performance the result we put away put to one side and we just concentrate on the next game what about the lineup? I want to be fair to the 26 players that are in the group and that's always to try and pick the team that I think can win the game so that's what we'll do we'll get them all back on the training pitch tomorrow and we'll see how they are we'll look at any knocks and niggles that we've got and then we'll we'll decide how we go for the next game and being underdogs, John McGinn. I think we'll always be underdogs, no matter if we if we won on Monday or not. Um, we've got a population of 55 million. We've got a population of five. They've got worldwide superstars all throughout their squad. So we're always going to be underdogs, but um, hopefully it will suit us. And we've got a few superstars in our team as well. So hopefully we can play well and cause them problems. I like that line, Barry. We've got a few superstars ourselves. Yeah, we, we have. I, I think we've got... Top level players. David just mentioned that there's been through McTominay, McGinn, uh, Armstrong, Kieran Tierney, Andy Robertson. They're playing in the Premier League. They're but playing at top teams. Um, so no, we we have. And then I think he's talking about the some little superstars like Billy Gilmer, Billy who Gilmer. I think in time <laughs> is going to be a a wonderful midfielder. Could this be his time on Friday night, Davy? You never know. I don't yeah. know, but I, I, as I said earlier on the show, I think it would be great to get Nathan Patterson and Billy Gilmore on the park. It would be nice to see them at this tournament at some stage, but I trust Stevie Clark, and I think Stevie will get it right. Quick break, and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Be great to have the fans back. We had them at Hamden on Monday afternoon, 12,000 there. There'll be 22,500 at Wembley. We're with Barry Ferguson, Davy Martindale. Davy, how much are you looking forward to the fans coming back for next season? I honestly can't wait, even if it's just to boo me. I can't <laughs> wait, honestly. Like, no having the fans here. The players have got to take massive credit for last year and the performance levels they put in across Scottish football. Because having no fans here was difficult. Was it like a training exercise at first? I mean, I know he's, it's the same three points I you're playing for. I think the first three months, everybody was just so happy to be back playing football. Yeah. So that euphoria of getting back in and getting working, I think that caught. But as the season went on, you could see it starting to affect players differently. But hats off to them, because the product in the, the park, I don't, I don't think it was devalued too much. Ryan's on from Perth. Good evening, Ryan. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, good, yeah. thanks. How are you? Well, it'll be great to be back in in big numbers, won't it, at the football? Oh, yeah, massively. Massively, I think, as, as Davey was saying there, it's, it's a massive uh, lift for the players. Um, obviously, my team got to two finals and I couldn't be there, which is the most gutting Cut thing Cut Paul. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cheers, <laughs> Ryan. Thanks for that call. <laughs> straight away, David Martindale's in there. You had to mention St. Johnson. What a season it's been for you. I was going to say that to you. What a season for you, Davey, but also, well, we'll, we'll talk about that later for Callum Davidson uh, as Fantastic. well. Fantastic. Phenomenal, isn't it? 
But Ryan, so what are you thinking now? Your mind's turning to Friday. You heard us talking about possible team selection. Is that what you're thinking for Wembley? Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering what the guys would would change and would we, what, uh, and if the guys would change a formation, would we go attacking or would we sit back and try and what, keep hold the possession? What would you do? You're a great student of the game as well. You love your the national team as well as your own team. What what would you do first of all? Oh, definitely. I would put. I I would go youth. I think. Um, Youth, youth would would go in fearless. So I would, I would, I would definitely put in Parson um, and Billy Gilmore's got to play. I thought we were just a bit, a bit, I don't know, just lacking that bit of creativity mm-hmm. in the middle of the park. But I thought Billy Gilmore would have would have been that perfect fit. So, and I think this match was just set up perfectly for Gilmore to go out and show the world that he's what a talent he is. So, yeah, definitely, and Chi Adams as well for me. Mm-hmm. But let, let me ask first of all though the downside to playing a Billy Gilmer or maybe a Nathan Patterson would be because it's Wembley because it's England is there a da- I hear people saying oh it could be uh, too big for them if it goes badly wrong Davey would that affect them? I think it, it could affect him personally I don't think it would affect Billy just going looking at his character and how he goes about his business but I think we will see potentially both players on the park at some point where they start or not but I'm just interested do you want Big Rooney to get called up? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was screaming at the telly to get Big Rooney up, but it wasn't happening. But I, I would have screamed even more for Xander Clark to get in, but Indeed, it's not to be. Yeah, one of the moments of the season for you with the keeper. See, see in terms of the, yeah. the three young ones, well, I'll, I'll include Nisbet, four young ones that are involved yeah. in, mm-hmm. in the squad. I don't think it would phase them, I'll be honest with you. Billy, Billy Gilmer's playing at a massive club um, in Chelsea. Nathan Patterson, I know for the people I speak to, is, is full of confidence. Um, David Turnbull, I, th- I think he was a standout for Celtic when he played mm-hmm. this season. Yep. And young Kevin Nisbet, well, what a story. I mean, getting freed for Partick Thistle a couple of years ago, goes down to League One, Wraith Rovers, Dunfermline in the Championship, and first season in the Premier League, I think he scored, I think it was 18 goals. Um, so I don't think it would phase them um, if, he, if he made the changes and put, I don't think he'll put four of them in, mm-hmm. but if it's going to be a Gilman Patterson playing as a wing back, I would be all for it. I don't think it would affect the team. What age were you when you played at Wembley? Twenty. Twenty. It is so, and it didn't do any. You were man of the match. How many games first team football you'd had at that point, Barry? You'd had a good. Yeah, but I, I Davy, about twenty-five, thirty games. And Billy Gilmer said what. 25 games I know right. he's come off the bench um, Nathan Pat has not had many but I mean I don't know them personally but just yeah. looking watching yeah. them I, I think if a Billy Gilmer goes and he gets a ball and he demands it and he, he misplaces a pass it doesn't affect him he wants to go and get the yeah. ball yeah. again and give him the ball that's the type of player he is Nathan Patterson's the same if he's doing one he's he's runs down the, the right side and he'll, he'll miss it across two or three minutes later he's back down trying to do the same thing for me, like with Billy Gilmore, you're looking at Billy and you're looking at his Chelsea. I think when they're playing against teams where Chelsea are going to dominate more of the ball, Billy comes into the fold a wee bit more. But when they're playing against your Man City's, your Liverpool's and your Man United, Billy's on the bench. Mm-hmm. So very, very similar to going to Wembley. Are we going to dominate the ball? Let's be honest, probably not. Mm-hmm. So, But I think we will see them on the park at some point. I'd like to see them on the park at some point. Mm-hmm. Ryan, go for it. Could you sell us uh, the young players again? Because they're all talented and I hear what Barry and Davy says and I, I think we are going to see them at some point. Yeah, I agree. And I'd also put in the point, if you look at England, France, mm-hmm. Germany, Spain, 
look, if you look back at Germany in 2010 with the youngsters, the France with the youngsters, uh, England's now bringing through your Phil Foden's, your your Mason Mounts. So I think I think I think we've got to go in a different dynamic. And I think we always play slightly more experienced players. I, I'd like to see I'd like to see more youth. Give the youth a chance. Let's see what they can do against the big boys. And 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 I think with this, I mean some media or whatever. Say, ah, well, they might not, they might not, um, it might be too much for them. But at the end of the day, they're football players. If they want to go to the top, that's what they're, go- they're going to have to go into these high pressure situations anyway. So if they start off young, it can only do them in great stead for the future. And I think, I think Nathan Parson especially, because I think he's going to have a tremendous career uh, for Rangers definitely this season coming up anyway. Mm-hmm. And I heard you, David Martindale, saying earlier on, Barry, you too, that Stephen O'Donnell has given so much for Scotland and will again, but that's maybe a position that at Wembley we will change on Friday. I think it's potentially a position that can change, but I think Stephen O'Donnell's been fantastic mm. for Scotland. He's, uh, he's one of these picks, Barry, when you're picking your team, you know what you're going to get. Mm. Most weeks, nine weeks out of ten, you, you know for a fact that Stephen O'Donnell's a seven or above. Yeah. You know what you're getting from him. I think some of the criticism we got was... Poor, I've been honest with you. Um, I, I think when he's he's played with Scotland, he's he's done a solid job. There's no doubt about it. And Davey's right. He is one of the players where you know what you're going to get. He's not going. He's not going to go and win you a game, but he, he's solid. He's a solid player. But in terms of Nathan Parson, I think he brings a bit more going forward. Yeah. There's no doubt. No doubt. And one thing I did notice about Nathan Parson when Rangers were under a wee bit of pressure at times. Defensively, he impressed me as well, Nathan Parson. He, he played. He played against us in one of the fixtures. I think it was the one 0 game. He came in and played against us, and I, so I was, we were kicking on him. So if the press is high, we were the goal kicks. We were kicking, and I was like, honestly, he was very, very good in here for his size, and he handled himself very, very physically because we targeted him, but he dealt with it really well. See, there you go, David. David's close up. David's target uh, targeting him, mm-hmm. and it just shows the physical side, the defensive side, which. I think it's important as well. We all talk about yeah. great going forward, but for me, if you're a defender, you've got to defend first and foremost. I'm a big believer in that one. Uh. Big believer in that one. But yeah, another part of that when you're picking a team, you're looking at your set plays for and against. Mm-hmm. And it goes against sometimes with the height when you're looking at your team. You might look at England or you look at the Czechs and they're big, they're strong, they're physical. Maybe not so much England, but the Czech team, you're going, they've got five boys that are going to go and attack the ball in the box mm-hmm. and then they score their first goal for, across for a wide area. Do you know what I mean? It's but see set pieces. Games are won and lost with set pieces. They're so important, so important in the game. What about Ryan Christie? Would he? He did have a quieter game. I know he's taken off uh, at half time. Would you? It's a difficult season, Ryan Christie. But again, you look back and what he's done for Scotland in the past. It's hard to criticise um, Ryan Christie. He's not played. He's not played enough as well. Long seasons as well, Barry. I yeah. don't think that boys like Ryan Christie have been playing European football into most cup finals and 38 yeah. league games anyway with Scotland for the last mm. two or three years. It, it does catch up with him at 100%. some point. It does, but he's a fantastic footballer. And Callum McGregor comes into that category too because I think yeah. he's played more football than just about any player in Europe in the past few years. I think Callum McGregor's yeah. right, right up the top, isn't he? Yeah. In terms of games played, yeah, Callum, yeah, over the last three years, he's a constant performer. And it is going to take its toll at sometimes, and sometimes it's good to be took out the firing line mm-hmm. and get a wee bit of a rest, because Callum has played a lot of football. Again, with the type of season Celtic had, he took a lot on his shoulders last year, mm-hmm. Callum McGregor as well, so there was a lot of pressure on him. I think, right. Yeah, 
I think on Friday the way Steve is going to go, I think he'll look into what like not what we are speaking about, but he'll use the same analogies with the boys that are playing the English Premier League that know the players and know the opponents he's up against. And I think that might have that might have a wee bit of an influence on who he picks in the middle of the park. If you're just tuning in, that's Davy Martindale with Barry Ferguson and Ryan is on the line. Ryan, will we take a moment or two uh, to talk about St Johnson and, and the coming uh, league season, given that we've got David Martindale here and you played each other, you had the League Cup final. Um, how are you feeling? About, what's your first game of the new season? Uh, Ross County away from home. Um, slightly disappointed, actually, because it's the last, I think, two or three seasons now we've been, uh, first game's been away from home. I would like, I would love a home game so if the SFA is listening that would be fantastic if St Johnson get a home game <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah we've had a they never miss the show season. yep nah <laughs> um, yeah I'm looking forward to the new season I mean there's obviously the transfer speculation with Kerr and um, Kerr McCann and Big Rooney McCann, Big Rooney so we'll just have to wait and see I hope we can keep all of them but I think you're going to run performance. I think you're you going think to so? I think you're going to struggle to keep McCann. Ali McCann. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly I do. So. And listen, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just think that boy, um, especially last season, kicked on. I, I was really impressed with him. It was um, like when the, the cup final, obviously, I played Marvin out of position. He marked Big Rooney. But it was also... Best decision you ever made. It was to get... Well, he scored for a set play. He never scored for the open play. But it was to get <laughs> Steve Lawson in the middle of the park to give me an overload with Ali McCann's runs. Mm-hmm. It was to get a wee bit more legs in the middle of the park. Sorry, Marv. To get a wee bit more legs in the middle of the park, and that was one of the decisions. You've been well. impressed with him, but I, like I, him. I think he's he's one of the best midfielders, mm-hmm. one of the best midfielders in Scotland, and he's now doing it on international stages. Well. Exactly, and he scored just he scored um, a week or so yeah, ago did, for, yeah. for Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland. But I, yeah. I just think again, he's a, I love seeing young players mm-hmm. coming through, and and uh, he went out on loan, I think, didn't he, Ryan? Did he go out on yeah, loan? Yeah, Was it yeah. Stranraer or something he went to? I think it was. I like seeing guys go out and do it the hard way, get a bit of experience. Uh, and since he's come into the St. Johnson's team, he's, he's been excellent for them. And the other person is the manager, Callum Davidson. David Martindale, you both had similar seasons. It, it was phenomenal. Uh, what about the job that he has done at St. Johnson in, in his first year? He's done a fantastic job and um, he's um, <laughs> he's now going to be a victim of his success the previous season, uh, the previous season. But... Hat off to Calm and hat off to St Johnson. They've been, for me, team of the season, to be honest. Well, up there with Angels anyway, definitely 100%. For sure. Ryan, what's your prediction for Friday night then? We hear your team and news if they're listening uh, at the SFA about what you'd like for St Johnson. But, so what about Scotland? What do you reckon? I reckon if we play if we play more attacking, more fluent and put on the youth, I think we've got a good chance. Um I think England are also you can't doubt that England's talent is all over the park. Um I'll, I'll go for a draw. I think I think you could sneak a draw out of it and go into the last game a must win game. I think all three of us were going to take the draw now, would we? Snap his hands off yep. for, a, for now. a draw. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Have you spotted anything in the coverage down south? Are they getting carried away too much yet? maybe I don't know if you've seen anything or heard anything so far. Uh, uh, Jamie O'Hara saying that we're championship teams again and all this nonsense. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I on the talk sport, but Ali McCoy sort of done it, so that was fine. I think he does it for the headlines, doesn't he? Jamie, who I think so, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ryan, thanks for that call. We'll speak to you again. No Thank you. Cheers on the Go Radio Football Show. Let's go to Chris, is on the line. And Chris, good evening. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm over the moon. 
Chris, yeah, because you're the winner. You've uh, you're one of our winners to come I along. I can't believe it. I actually only entered about yeah. uh, twenty past six. Yeah, <laughs> well done. It's just come out the computer. So you're going to be joining. So Paul Lambert will be there. Mark Guidi. And Marvin Bartley, so it will be great. Barry and, Barry and I have been rested for this one. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be at Wembley, but hopefully we'll be selected again for Tuesday night. But you'll really enjoy it there. Uh, Graham, the general I'm manager or the it. curator there, you know exactly where it is, overlooking the Clyde. And uh, yeah. it's just brilliant. They really looked after us. And the level of conversation, Barry, was great. They know the game inside out, the people. Yeah, there. no, I, yeah. I enjoyed it with the guys who tune in and, and obviously phone in. It was good to see them in person as I says and not just talk about Scotland we're just talking about Scottish football in a whole and uh, the, all different supporters it, it just it was good to see it was refreshing it just wasn't the Rangers and Celtic supporters as well yeah. there were supporters for all different uh, teams so no I had a right good day good I'm looking forward to it Chris what are you thinking about Scotland I mean where did you watch it I'll on take it, I'll uh, take it yeah. on Monday I, I watched it in my local pub mm-hmm. what's your local it's a Swan in Chapel Hall. All right, uh-huh, okay. So you'll be with us on Friday night. What's going to happen? What do you reckon? Well, I'll take an OG. We are 1-0. <laughs> I'll bite your hand off of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we'll, we'll see what's that. Do you think he's going to make changes, the, the Stevie Clark? Oh, he's got to. Aye, I think he's got to. I think he's he's got to try and get the young boy Patterson on. And I'd love to see David Turnbull get again. That's twice tonight people have said about uh, David Turnbull. Uh, Derek said that earlier on. Jason was on as well. Yeah. So David Turnbull, yeah. yeah. David... He, he also seen the difference when James Forrest came on the other day. So I think he deserved to get a B shout as well. Mm-hmm. And Chris is a Celtic fan, isn't he? I'm, like... <laughs> I'm giving nothing away here. No, I'm all right. Not listen, yeah. see David Turnbull, <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I, I really like him. Mm-hmm. I like the fact we are... His move didn't happen because of his injury. He had to go away yeah. and get that operation. Yeah. And it showed brilliant character. And it's brilliant to see that he got his move. And, and listen, James Forrest, he's fresh. He's not played all season. Yes. He's had that injury. So um, I thought he made a difference as well, Chris, when he came on. I thought he was he very did. direct. See, when he came on, he was, he was very direct. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Davey Martindale, you've got the close connection with Alan Forrest as well. Terrific player. What do you think of James Forrest? Do you think this could be his night at Wembley? Personally, I, I prefer James Forrest in a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2 diamond. I'm not too sure in the wing-back role, if yeah. I'm honest. Yeah. But I think the game dynamics had changed by the time James mm-hmm. came off and, and we were chasing the game at that right. point. Yeah. Check had sat in a little bit and the game opened up for Scotland. He sat behind the ball. So, but he's a fantastic footballer mm-hmm. and... Again, I can see him playing a part on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Watched, yeah, that's the, the thing about James Forrest. More clinical, don't you? Mm, bit more James clinical. Forrest last year, about with, with the Celtic fans, yeah. I think they'll appreciate James Forrest more now I since he so was missing. Well. Um, I think they took him for granted. Mm-hmm. He was an easy target at times, but Celtic missed him last season big time. You yeah. said that from about last September, but oh, big remember, time. I, yeah. Look, I think he's great going forward, but he works really hard for the team as well. Mm-hmm. No, he does the dirty yeah. side of the game really well. James Forrest definitely with Forrest and Frimpong missing in that Celtic team they lost a lot down the right hand side mm-hmm. see they're saying Paul and Golly might be back for Celtic but that's another topic altogether. David what about David Turnbull and you've seen him you know you saw him at Motherwell you saw him going to Celtic then back to Motherwell the injury what would you say about that young player I, I seen him at Motherwell and I didn't think he would integrate as quickly as he did into the Celtic team but I found I, found, I thought he found his feet very very quickly and he uh, he showed he's a Celtic player all day long mm. and I think there's a lot more to come from him. 
and we've got a batch of players similar ages. I think over the next six to eight years with Scotland, we've got a really, really exciting bunch of players that are all going to make their breakthroughs. Brilliant. Chris, thanks very much. We look forward to seeing you Friday night at the Radisson Red. Quick break and then more on the build-up to Friday. And also, Barry, we've got Alex on the line uh, running down to Wembley. And wait till you hear wait till you hear the total. What's that? We'll tell you in just a second or two. Uh, yeah, we'll find out just after this quick break. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. The Go Radio Football Show. We're going on the line to Alex Woodward, running from Hamden, as you all know, to Wembley. Alex, good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? I've literally just finished uh, day thirteen at the fifteen there in Kissing Kerry. It was an absolute slog. It's the first time I've had proper, proper train. Oh, where are you? Uh, I'm in Milton Keynes. Right, so really close now to London, to Wembley. So what's the, you got an injury, you've got a strain today. Yeah, so I, literally I've had some different mates join me at different times and the last mate to join me is my mate Ricardo who actually lives in London. So he met me at the hotel this morning to get started and one and a half miles in to the 26 mile run, I just it, 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 it the pain was excruciating. It's in my quad, so if I move my legs forward or backwards or extending it at all, I just get severe sharp shooting pains. So a mixture of just water, painkillers, massaging, um, ibuprofen, everything just to get me over. And I, I literally just go over the line there. So I'm, I've only got about 43 miles to go, but every step is. Is a battle at the minute. Wow. Uh, what's keeping you going, Alex? Because I've got a hint of how much you've raised today, so far to date. Um, just, just partying and getting on the beers. Nah, I'm <laughs> uh, no, that, that's, uh, that's the weekend. Yeah. Tell no, us how much. No. How much have you raised? Well, when I when I started this morning, we were on twenty nine thousand five hundred, yep. and mm -hmm. I put an appeal out on my Instagram things like that just to say, listen, if we could get to thirty grand, it means that. Each month, I've raised £2,000 per marathon, which would just be absolutely incredible. Since I put that out, and I think since people have saw me suffer, it's funny because people actually donate more if you're suffering. People enjoy the pain. <laughs> um, so we're up to £30,425 as yep. of right now. Well done. For Fanart Academy at uh, Bridgeton. Barry, we're in awe. It's amazing, isn't it? Yep, listen, he's in the, the final stretch, mm. as you say. What, what is it? 42, 43 miles you've got left? Yeah, about, 40, about 43 miles. I'm going to run to my mate's dad's house in Apsley tomorrow, but I think I'm going to be, before I start running tomorrow, I think I'll be on Good Morning Britain. Um, oh, great, so good. You've, you've heard my voice on the radio, now you'll see that I've got a face for TV. <laughs> I know. I've had that. <laughs> no, listen, you've got another two days of pain. I'm sure you'll get through it and arrive at Wembley uh, I hope so. and Davy Martindale's yeah. here as well yep. isn't it brilliant oh, David it's doing fantastic. it for the kids fantastic yeah. what's your total mileage uh, oh I must be I think I'm on about 300 350 miles at the minute I think that's fantastic isn't if it? England beat yeah. Scotland on Friday or the English boys in the clubs I'm going to make them run 350 miles as well well the thing is I'm I finished the marathon on Monday and I left at 7am on Monday just to make sure I got it done before kick-off and by the time the game was done I only felt like getting the train up the road. You know? <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Aye. Brilliant. Well done, that's fantastic. Did you see the match on Monday then? Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw, I mean, to be fair, you can play, you can play as much as possible but it's football, any day it's sport, either. some days it goes through, some days it doesn't, it was just one of those days but 
the wrongs. I mean, they need to use the occasion on Saturday. You know what I mean? Obviously play the game, but you need to use the occasion. And hopefully Steve Clark tells them that at least one person is actually ran here, so get the finger out, do you know what I mean? And maybe David Marshall can only go 10 yards at his box. Yeah. He was quite far out, wasn't he? Um, but, I, you know, it's such a you're such a hero, Alex. This is phenomenal to do it for the kids there. And what made you decide to do this again for those who missed it the first time? Well, the, the reason we're doing it is because Fanart AFC, the football academy, they're, they're, a, they're a football team in the east end of Glasgow that established themselves in 1979. And from day one, their main goal was to have sort of no football colours, be a completely inclusive club, which is quite a difficult to do in that part of mm-hmm. Glasgow, especially a few years ago anyway. But they've, they've managed to achieve that. And they've, they've got over 50 teams with them now. They've got Fanart mini kickers under sixes, seven dates, so they have a real focus on developing young people and not just on the field but off the field. So a lot of these kids can't afford school stuff, football equipment, so they actually go out the way and, and, and support these kids by supplying them this stuff and some of these kids actually wear this stuff all week round. Um, but they've realised that helping these kids in the side of their park once a week for an hour, two hours, it's not enough. They need to have, they've got a dream of building their own sports complex so they're a fully registered charity they want to give back to the community and they want a sort of complex where they can go way way above um, just sport and help all all branches of the area whether it be old day pensioners youngsters young mothers teenagers just everything and that's that's their main goal and this is this pain and struggle is to make that goal a reality that's brilliant well done Alex it's, uh, it seems like a the focus is on the community and everybody within the community. Aye, 100%, 100%. And then it's them, even though I'm the one running, it's, it's the people donating and um, people, even the people like Lord Valley Hockey getting involved, everybody, every single person that's got involved are the, are the ones that make my feet go one in front of the other and, and get there. And it's, um, but as I say, this is a difficult run, but the real work will start when the run's finished and we start putting these plans into place. So for everyone that's actually donated so far, um, I'm incredibly grateful, but we've got a long journey. So if, if anybody's listening to this for the first time, it'd mean the world if, if they could uh, contribute as well because um, it's an amazing thing we're doing and we're literally just getting started, so I appreciate it. Give us the website again. Where do we donate? So so if you search Hamden to Wembley on Google, it'll take you to a Just Giving page and you'll see all the details. Um, and you'll also see a bit of details about my personal battle as well. So I'm doing this Boston Art, I'm doing this for Glasgow, but I'm also doing this for a personal battle because I was diagnosed with a tumour last year. And to cut a long story short, um, there's a possibility I might lose the ability to walk. So the idea was, well, I had the function, well, I had the ability to move, rather than just sit about and waste my time and waste the days away in front of the telly, I wanted to do something that will last a lifetime. And even if I, even if I have to go in and out this complex in a wheelchair, at least I know that when I did have the function, I didn't waste it. And, I built something that will help people that I'll never even meet. So that's I've got reasons personally and reasons um I eat with myself as well. So that's that's kinda of, that's how it mountain comes down. That's how every every step's possible. Brilliant. And of course you were hoping, you were hoping for fifty grand and you've got that and more already because Willie uh, when he was on last week, Lord Willie Hockey said that uh he would he'll take it beyond that now. So that's you, you are beyond that, no question. Uh, that's just phenomenal Alex uh, Wales have just scored so they've won 2-0 keep you right up to date but is it the ice bath next for you? yeah yeah it's, 
the, the ice bath now. I'm in a, I think I'm in a Hilton in, um, in Milton Keynes. But it was funny because I, I was in Penrith and I went to a Witherspoon and I went on Instagram and I said to everybody, I'm in Witherspoon's Penrith and I'm at table seven. So if anybody fancies buying me a pint, you can use the app. <laughs> and then within about 10 minutes, I had about seven different beers on the table. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Somebody got me a kid's milk as well. So we, I'm saying brilliant, uh, but not so brilliant when you're running again the next day, 26 miles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't. I think once all this runs been and done and I've had my 15 days of fame, I don't think anybody will buy me pints after this, so I've got to take it where you can, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Brilliant. Alex, thanks a lot for coming on. And we're going to speak to you from Wembley. And you're going to meet up with Joe Henry from Go Radio News. And we look forward to seeing you there. And good luck the next two days, Barry wants to say. Good luck. Hey, Alex, listen, stick in the next two, uh, two days is, is massive. Great drive and determination from you. So good luck. Thanks very much, Barry. And um, I look forward to, to seeing you on Friday as well. And hopefully, hopefully we can get a result and it will be a proper weekend then so no, I really really appreciate you having me on and obviously giving me this platform helps helps the and helps the cause as a whole so can't thank you enough guys and uh, I'll, I'll check in with you soon so I appreciate it Cheers. thanks Alex All thank the you best. so much yeah two to go I'm sure Job uh, will call you tomorrow as well Rob that would be great to speak to you you know just 24 hours before you get to Wembley because it's just it's amazing tomorrow night we're going to have with Rob McLean Leanne Crichton and Craig Moore so we'll give you a buzz tomorrow cheers Alex he gets the, the ice cold bath David can you believe that's almost two hours up already it's been it's been quick isn't it on this side of the mic I know you love being in the tracksuit and all you've come in the Livy gear a wee bit of the Livy gear no, on no no David no. I noticed no, the last I, few games I, of the I can't season see from this side Aye. he was smart oh. casual on the sidelines I was going to ask him that right on you go yeah he went for a tracksuit <laughs> I did because I'm. I'm what was I've the been, reason? I've been in a tracksuit for about seven years, <laughs> and I, I just felt on a Saturday when I was in there in the tracksuit, the boys have seen me. Like the boys, some of the boys have been in the club for four or five years, and mm -hmm. I thought with me changing what I was wearing, it changed the focus slightly, mm -hmm. and it maybe just psychologically gives them that wee bit. They know it's match day, a wee bit more focus on it because I've changed what I've been wearing. Are you superstitious? Do you wear the no, same stuff? Couldn't care. Couldn't care. No, not at all. No. Second last word will be from Stevie Clark. We plan to go out and be competitive in every game. We try to play as well as we can, and then we see what the result is. No, listen, we, we go there, we, we, we respect our ability. They're a top team. They were in the, the last four of the last World Cup. Gareth's done a great job. Got a good young team, exciting. They got off to a good start. We didn't, so we need to remedy that on Friday. wonder what the team talk will be like, David Marta, but Dale, what do you reckon? What would you be saying if you were in there uh, at Wembley? Going play, um, I think Alex was talking about the occasion, but you don't want to play the occasion. You want to play the game. You want to play the opponent. So it's relevant. We need to go out there in the first 20 minutes. And it's an old cliche in football, but you need to go out there the first 20 minutes. We need to make sure we don't find ourselves a goal down and try and then go and impose ourselves on the game. We're playing against top class, top, top class opponents. And then Stevie's just said that there. The semi finalists in the World Cup, and that puts it into perspective. And you'd probably say they've got a better team now. See, Harry Kane was warning that he would try and chip David Marshall. That's the kind of talk we want, really, Barry, isn't it? That will wind us up, the players. Yeah, but listen, we just need to focus on ourselves. Make sure we, as David says, it is an old cliche, but the first 15, 20 minutes, you need to make sure you get a foothold in the game. That's the most important thing. Don't let the game pass us by, because we have got, as I says, for me, we've got top players. Um, so it's important that they top players bring their A game. And if they do, we've got every opportunity of getting something out of the game. And your prediction for Friday? I'll take a draw. Go for the draw. Davy, what do you reckon? Take a draw as well. Take a draw all day long and then that sets it up for the Croatia game.
Listen, thanks so much for coming in. Will you join us again? Hopefully, yeah, no problem at all. Uh, yeah. Now that I know where you are, did you manage to get a holiday? Did the managers get a break this summer? I got. I was very, yeah. very lucky. I got away to Portugal and I yeah. came back before it went into the amber list. So I was very fortunate. What's it like going abroad? You can need to remind. It was actually okay. Yeah. It was perfect. It was very, yeah. very good over there. Although the flight got cancelled <laughs> the first day going, but um, it's very, very good over there. Davy Martindale, thanks so much for joining Cheers. us. Look thanks very much, to Bye. We'll see you in a few days. Yes. Jokal Day is next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you can really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.